Happy, 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 happy Friday the 13th. Ooh, Friday the 13th. Holy Jason Voorhees' mother with her head chopped off. Did you have a good Friday the 13th? What did you do for Friday the 13th? Did you do anything crazy? I mean, I'm sitting here like the princess of darkness, like Ozzy Osbourne had a kid, like another child, and it's, it's, it's myself. So, yeah. Let's get into it. Welcome to <laughs> a rebel-rousing week of 21st Century Rocker Mom podcast with me, your host, the Mixin' Vixen, the 21st Century Rocker Mom, the Princess of Darkness. Oh, shit, all those things. But also, Tandy Candler, here with you for another week of fun. I took a you know two-week break. I'm doing these things bi-weekly. Next week, you're going to get another one out of this mouth because uh, my 40th birthday is coming. We'll talk about that later. You're going to get the This Is... 40 episode and also a big giveaway is coming too so all those things so uh i'm your host with the most and some of my own ghosts that's me i'm here with you every week and i'm here with you this week and i'm glad to be back with you i had a nice like i say it's nice to kind of take two weeks off in between because then i can do content in between you guys know what i'm up to and uh I can, I can kind of do the other things like with the business and so and so and so forth. So it's, uh, it's, it's nice and I can do all my family stuff too. So, uh, balance, balance is what I, I, I found like, like, like Van Halen balance, like balance is what I found in, in, in 2023. I'm finding a lot more balance and it's good. Balance is good. What did you do on Friday the 13th? Did you do anything like, like funky or did you just like sit down and watch the movies did you like i don't know my teenage tradition this is terrible and i'm reading it off my notes because i have you know we all get older we have brains that that deteriorate over time my teenage tradition was going to like the cemetery to like smoke weed like at night on like friday the 13th because <clears throat> like jason was going to be there or something Jason never showed up to any of the times that I went to the to the to the place. No matter what kind of weed we smoked, <laughs> he never showed up. Jason did not live at the at the cemetery. Cemeteries aren't scary. Get over it. Come on. I know there are a lot of you out there that are afraid of cemeteries, and I want to know. I'm not. I'm not like poking fun at all. I want to know why. Because everything in a cemetery is dead. What's it gonna do to you? Seriously, for reals. Like, I, I I, don't know. I don't know. Something about being teenagers, Friday the 13th, the creepiness of being in a cemetery, you know, because when you're, you know, that age, you think that it's creepy and goth and you're so cool. You're too cool for school and you're hopping the fence over at nighttime being a bad, you know, baby and, you know, smoking dope. You know, it's some angel statue or something. You know, just, you know. But then at that age, you also kind of want to scare the shit out of yourself. And it was achieved on many occasions with many uh, a group of friends. Definitely, I say now it's more of a, like as an adult, it's more of a let's watch Friday the 13th movies and, you know, reminisce about Camp Crystal Lake and laugh about funny things and, you know, laugh about how funny like movies were. And, you know, kind of, 
talk about like Rob and I'll like pick things apart and look at production values and and just look at how things are released and look at budgets of films and it's more like taking a trip to Camp Crystal Lake where it all started. The Friday the 13th franchise was created by Sean S. Cunningham after like obviously the huge success of John Carpenter's Halloween in the late 70s with starring Jamie Lee Curtis. Sean Cunningham saw how lucrative this was and uh, Victor Miller wrote it. And of course, Harry Manfredini, who could write the music to anything that I would listen to, did the, the score for the original for it and many of the other films too. So it was the original was released in 1980. It's like I say, it's about, about a group of teens trying to reopen an abandoned old summer camp that's been closed for quite a time. And little do they know, there's like a masked killer stalking them and he's got a fucking axe to grind and it's not even an axe it's a machete and jason like moves faster than 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 michael myers that's why he was more scary that's why people were scared of jason Voorhees and all that stuff definitely like i say this camp's like being haunted by a murderer who's just picking off the counselors not the campers the counselors one by one because why is he mad at the counselors we'll get into that later Jason Voorhees died at Camp Crystal Lake on account of those counselors. I'll say this is one of Kevin Bacon's, one of my favorite ro roles. And like in the OG, in the first film, which was a lot of y'all's favorites, Kevin Bacon like gets his throat like slit. And like the, the scene's amazing for like, number one, because it was before CGI. And it was just like plastics and rubber and hoses and things like that. When you think about actual the actual how they achieved that effect it wasn't as like magical as things look now not as seamless right but is of the time right and that's what makes it cool and it's like i say like it's another masked killer but this time he's faster he's got a fucking machete like i would run from a machete jason Voorhees sunk to the bottom of crystal lake while he was a camper at summer camp at, at, at camp at camp crystal lake while those teenage counselors were partying and drinking and smoking weed, 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 and having, you know, unprotected sex and promiscuous sex all while Jason died. Sorry, Jason, you can just drown at the bottom of a fucking lake because we're all banging each other right now. And basically, I will tell you, if you've been a camp counselor before and it's not been at a camp that's, uh, let's say we're, they kind of separate things. Most camps, you know, that's where a lot of people have their first sexual awakenings because they get, you know, you know, with another, especially if you're counseling and things like that, or you go to camp and you're older, you sneak into the, the Boy Scout camp and the Girl Scout camp or whatever happens. And, you know, you, those are the things that happen at camp. I don't know if that happened at your camp, but it was happening at 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 Camp Crystal Lake, so that's that's what I can say there. Because I'm talking about all this promiscuous sex, it's making me stutter like crazy. Now, now, now he's drowned. He's pissed, and he's back, and others are back too, for revenge. Because they're they're mad that fucking Jason killed you. Killed my Jason. Somebody said that. Talk about Jason, Jason, Jason Voorhees. Talk about the ultimate mama's boy. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, was he a mama's boy. Do I love me a mama's boy? Do I love me a boy who was good to his mama? Yeah, I do. 
I love people who are good to their moms, not just boys that are good to their moms and mama's boys, but I love people that are good to their moms, good to their parents, good to their grandparents, good to any lineage that they have. Because again, this is another thing that I've grown with age and maturity to appreciate. Those family members that we have, maybe they're on the fringe, maybe they're on the outs, maybe they're on the outskirts of the family, but to kind of appreciate everybody, just whatever, you know, for whoever they are and however they act and be appreciative that they're, you still got them earth side because one day you won't. So I like family people. I don't know. It's a Freudian fucking thing. Hating your mother. I found on my travels is that uh, most people that are close with their mothers and especially men are respectful to basically almost any gender out there. I will definitely say that I found that in, in mostly like in, in, in men, like all of all sexual orientations and backgrounds. Anyone that I know that has identified as male that has a good relationship with their mother and as it is generally really good to people that identify as any other gender. It doesn't matter if it's male, female, whatever. You've got a solid thing going on with mom. Generally, you're a solid human being. Same with solid relationships with your dad. The more solid relationships you can have, the more solid you're going to be as a person. It just makes sense. I don't know. The Freudian thing and hating your mother and hating your parents. I don't know about that stuff. I know there are some people that have cause for not having relationships with their parents. And I understand getting rid of negative things and getting rid of toxicity and getting out those negative demons. I totally understand that. But if it's a healthy relationship with your parents or your grandparents or your aunts and your uncles or your cousins or your brothers or sisters or whoever, have it. If it's toxic though, like any relationship, turf it, get rid of it. Get rid of it, throw it in the garbage. If it's toxic, there's got to be a mutual respect. Like I say, it refers to a softness. There's a softness. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about being soft here. I'm not saying you're soft and you're any less of a person or you're any less of a man or you're any less masculine for having these relationships. It's not like a weakness. Don't get me wrong. This is more of a mutual respect thing, I think. And it's more of an understanding and I think it's a comprehension and a mutual understanding with communication. And I think that it comes with age and I think that it comes with maturity and I think it comes through experience. When you get the true knowledge through experience, that's how you gain it. You get the knowledge through experience, man, it's real. One day you wake up and I'll tell you, you re I'm reading this, you, re you, you realize your, your parents, they're just like you. Your parents are just people. One day you will realize your parents are just people and they're just doing the same thing you're doing if you're a parent. They were just people just winging it, doing the best they know how with the hand they got dealt. That's what parents are in essence. Everybody puts parents on this huge level and elevates them to this, you know, godlike, you know, pontificating status. I remember always like, Still do. I want to call my dad for advice all the time. I call my mom for advice. I talk to my uncles for advice. 
anyone who's like older than me, I'll talk to them for like parental type advice. But we're just people and like literally hurling through space on a fucking giant rock. We're just people and we're just winging it. Like I say, with the best way we can when life's throwing us lemons, we're making lemonade. We're not throwing the lemons back at life. If life throws you lemons, you make lemonade. If you don't make lemonade with those lemons and you start throwing them back at life, you're going to turn into an asshole. Why throw it back? Just take it and make it into something cool. Maybe make it into a lemon meringue pie. Make it into some Van Hagar beard oil and beard oil and beard butter and grooming oil and shave oil and pomade. I'll show you some things I got from Rockaholic going on later in the show. But I asked you, I asked you, what do you think about Jason Voorhees' mom? Do you think she's mother of the year for being so protective over him? Or do you think she's like the ultimate helicopter parent and she's like, because we all know what happened if we've seen Jason movies. And I reached out to you and I asked you, and you did not disappoint me, as you never do, with some of your favorite movies from the Friday the 13th franchise. I think there's 12 films in it. I believe it is a 12 film franchise. Like I say, I asked you what some of your favorites are. 12 film slasher flick collection. What is your favorite? There is also a TV series. And if you know the Friday the 13th TV series, this is why we are friends. It, it was an obscure, you know, kind of spinny offy TV series that was strange. We won't talk about that. But lots of OG lovers. You know, you can't go wrong with the original. I a lot of people saying you can't go wrong with the original. What's wrong with the original? Nothing. Nothing is wrong with the original. And I agree. Absolutely. Like I say, one of Kevin Bacon's my favorite roles. And also in, 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 in Jason movies and Friday the 13th movies, there's a lot of tits and ass like in those movies. So much TNA in those movies. It's insane. In the eighties, the, uh, the abundance of tits and ass in movies just was something to be seen. It's still something to be seen. What can I say? You can't go wrong with the original. And the OG, that's absolutely right. Why wouldn't you start from the very beginning? That is an absolutely fine place to start when you're watching all the Friday the 13th movies. Other favorites, was not to love? Promiscuous sex, partying, no parental supervision, doing whatever you want, staying up as late as you want, you know, having all the groceries you want, whatever you want. Sorry, Jason. Sorry, Jason, you just have to drown. Unless no one's watching you. It makes me terrified to send my kids to summer camp. Fuck me, that's crazy. Ugh. You know, I'd say burn rubber, but I don't think one condom entered that camp. It was all hats off to Larry in 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 in, in Camp Crystal Lake, definitely. When in doubt, cover your sprout, okay? I'm 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 selling a clean show here, people. I'm not selling a family show. Fuck no. I'm definitely not, but I'm selling a clean show here. Be careful. When in doubt, cover your sprout. You're getting it from me right here. I'm not giving you medical advice. I'm just telling you, fucking don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. Lots of favorites, like I say. So no condoms entered the camp, but there was a lot of entering going on. Not just Jason's machete entering people's throats, but so much, like I say, sex. Teenage sex in 80s movies, especially 80s horror movies, is just 
one of those things that's there. Here are your fave, like I say, lots of OG fans. Um, a lot of honorable mentions were part six for Jason and also Jason Lives. My favorite, personally, is number seven. 1989 had the release and saw the release of New York Has a Problem, Jason Takes Manhattan, and I do love New York City. It's on a boat, and it's Kane Hodder Jason, which is the be like the best Jason in my opinion. Kane Hodder is a fucking badass beast. Part four, part two, part seven were mentioned, like I say, in in all these places. The soundtracks for these places are good. Since I'm like an audiophile and I am very, uh, let's just call it sensitive to sound for now. Maybe I'm a neurodivergent nerd, but I love the soundtracks of these movies. Not just the ones that are made by Harry Manfredini and they're composed, but the ones that are like the 80s music and they're of the time. And when you hear them, like that's 1989, like captured in a little bottle. So you got a little fun soundtrack from it. Like a Jason movie was released like every year. It's ridiculous for that franchise. You just go bing, bang, bong, bang, bing, bang, bong. You're just out like crazy. It's like a xylophone. All the way up. But people also love, like I say, all these things that happened in the 80s. So good. Each installment, like I say, really captured the decade and captured each year of the decade in the 80s, which is crazy because, like I say, each year another movie was being made. They had the money for it. Even the 2009 Friday the 13th had, like, Night Ranger on it with, like, Sister Christian. Solid sound design and soundtracking and soundscaping with this kind of pot-infused drunken spas, like, splatter fest. Someone's always, like, stoned and getting and getting like fucked up. And that like makes me crazy. I mentioned that in this episode, I would mention the devil's lettuce. I would talk about the devil's lettuce, the left-handed cigarettes, the jazz cabbage, the stickiest of the icky, the marijuana cannabis. We're gonna talk about weed. Why not? The amount of pot smoking in 80s, horror movies almost rivals the amount of sex and like sucking face so much weed smoking it's actually amazing someone's always got a joint twisted up in their pocket and this is something that i noticed while i was doing rewatches of like friday the 13th movies i'm like wow everyone's like always stoned which i'm saying like it wasn't legal in the 80s obviously and but i don't know what pot was like in the 80s i was very young in the 80s <laughs> but i don't know why as a teen that Friday the 13th was a day that was like synonymous with going to a graveyard and toking up on some weed like why did we do that and I look back at it now I'm just like I question myself and even like at the camp it's like let's do something scary on Friday the 13th it's just a day you know it's just a day I remember one particular Friday the 13th I invited some girlfriends over to my house for a sleepover and some little experiments. Now, you have to understand one thing and you have to understand it well. I was basically like the Timothy Leary of my group of friends. If there was everything, you know, something out there that was like new and it was gonna be like an experience, 
I was going to be the first one to try it. But you also know me. I'm a hustler. I'm going to go get it and I'm going to charge you $5 admission to, to do it. You know what I mean? So, like I say, I was always curious and I was always the kind of person who always had to try it once just to see what happened. So, I read about this powerful, like, hallucinogenic plant that actually comes from the sage family called Salvia Divinorum. I read about it in, honestly, I read about it in a Carlos Castaneda book. And it was all about how you hallucinate on this plant and you can see things and how indigenous people had been using it for years as a medicine. And you know, I was 16 fucking years old. I, I didn't know what was going on. It has transient sort of psychoactive properties. If you chew it, drink it in a tea, like the leaves do, or if you smoke it. So the leaves contain a very powerful opioid, like the kind of compounds that will induce hallucinations. So it was Friday the turn, like the 13th. And so if it's Friday the 13th, why not trip your fucking balls off? Why not? So that's exactly what we did. So I gathered a gaggle of girls that gathered in my mom's basement. My mom was at work. She was working like five to nines. And I charged them each like five bucks. I went downtown to go get this shit, like a high times, like head shop store. It was le- it had just become legal at the time. I don't think it's legal anymore because it fucks you up. And it should only be for like hallucinogenic things that are like, like ceremonial and cultural. This is not, no, this is not like just go and do this recreational drug. This is like a sacred plant. And I found out the hard way. So we get downstairs in my mom's basement and we're passing this like pipe around. But someone, my friend had like made me, he'd gone down to high times and it was a pot store that we had in our city. And he made me this pipe out of different pieces of metal. He's actually a guy that I know. And he, uh, he, he owns like a health and wellness company too. He made me this hash pipe and he gave it to me and I use it to smoke this stuff. So I'm passing this pipe around with the girls and I get one big hit off it and pass it to the next girl, pass it to the next girl. I'll tell you, it tasted like shit. It absolutely tasted horrible. It just tasted like burnt everything. Just burnt leaves. Like burnt leaves in autumn. If you're burning leaves after you've like made a pile or something like that. Anything like that. Just when you get smoke in your face. Not nice campfire. Like sweet smokiness. This was not like that. It was bad. So I'd always been a business boss bitch. So everyone was sitting there with their $5 entry fee obviously in my pocket. And I had to, I had to sit there this circle of girls as they were tripping their balls off. One girl took a hit and she was like, I can't feel my arms. Another girl was like seeing things. For me, I was frustrated because nothing was happening. I'm more of a heavy hitter with that kind of thing. So it didn't really hit me like other people. I have different receptors in my brain thanks to a really cool car accident. So that said, this hit me differently than it hit those other people. But I'm saying... Like, one of my friends was, like, muttering idiotically to herself in the corner. No one had fun. 
And then the fucking power went out. It was so funny because like I was sitting there like calm, which was not really my typical teenage way. All the girls were fucking screaming. And it's a good thing my mom wasn't home. I don't know where my sister was. Maybe she was at a friend's. Maybe she was with my dad. I don't know. Who knows? But it was just me and these girls on a Friday the 13th screaming our heads off. They were because the power went out of my house. It came on within like 20 minutes. It was like just a blip, right? Just a blip in the little power grid. But it, it induced some screaming. The moral of the story is hallucinogenic things can go really wrong. They can really foul up your mind. You can have something called an ego death. It can really fuck you up. So I don't endorse the use of that stuff. I mean, if you're going to do it, if that's your bag, and you're not going to listen to me, and you're going to do it anyway, because I know some of you are just like, fuck you, Tanya, I'm going to do this anyway. I don't give a fuck. Do what you want. I don't, pr- I don't promote your lifestyle. I promote mine. And I'm not saying you should follow mine. It's just what I do. I drink coffee. I ain't no angel. So like I say, However, more is not better. Microdose. I'm going to put it that way because I'm going to tell you a story about that after. Where less truly is more. Less is more, people. And I'm going to tell you why. Less is more, people. I'm telling you that, again, the choice is yours. The choice is all yours. But I'm just sharing my personal trauma with you. I'm sharing my trauma. We're sharing. We're talking to each other. Another weed-related trauma. Here's a question. Here's a question that I actually got in DMs. Can you overdose on marijuana? Can you overdose on weed? Can you take too much pot? What is too much pot? Can that happen? Well, let me tell you a story. The short answer is no, you can't overdose on on pot and die but it's also a roundabout kind of you can't die but you'll definitely feel like you're dying if you dun 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 green out on cannabis let's talk about the worst green out ever i'm telling you let's have a chat have you ever greened out People that are cannabis consumers, people that consume that Mary Jane. It's the last dance with Mary Jane. Was it the last dance with Mary Jane for you? I know people that have eaten too much and puked their guts out. I have heard horror stories about greening out. Let me tell you. You ever taken a little bit too much? You ever take a little too much of a toot toot off the joint and they uh, freaked out a little bit? You felt like you maybe needed to go hide in a corner? Well... I know a lot of people who have. This is usually something that happens with edibles. Things that are made with marijuana or a marijuana byproduct that have a lot of THC in them. They're highly concentrated and they're in a small amount so you want to eat the whole thing. Usually, you want to divide them. But if you're not experienced with them, then here comes the story. You can have a You can have an experience. And it happened to me. It happened to me. I had an overdose of marijuana. This was a long, long time ago. But I have uh, 
let me tell you, I've, I've suffered with chronic pain for years since I was, oh, I don't know, 20. When I was 20, I was in a really bad motor vehicle accident. Some of you know that, some of you don't. I got hit by a transport truck and I got kind of smushed and it kind of screwed up my back forever. So I had medical marijuana for pain. And so I experienced that in like my, you know, my twenties and stuff like that. And, you know, things kind of got to slow down when you have kids and, and things change and things, the way you do things. I use my, my weed roll-ons and my things like that. I have tinctures and there are great companies that make marijuana like based and cannabis based rubs that will help with like tattoo bomb healing and, and, and pain cream. Uh, one company I know, Comfy Kush, I follow them. Uh, they make an amazing product that will get your pain away. They make a pain cream. They also make a tattoo cream. Like they make all like a, t a healing balm. Amazing stuff. I'll put that link up in my stories, but I'll say, despite having medical marijuana, it's a little bit watered down, like I say. I had a flare up. I had a bad flare up, and this is years ago, because I haven't had a flare up in a long time, a real bad flare up from what I got from the car accident. I have days where I'm in so much pain where I don't want to move. And I suffer from obviously chronic pain from the car accident, but I do what I do and I keep on, on going. So that's all you can do. You can kind of put a smile on your face and go. So I had a friend say, you know, do you want me to deliver you like a cookie, like a, like a pot cookie, like a, a medical marijuana cookie? I used oil. He said they used oil so it was concentrated. So it didn't have that grassy, they said, you know, homegrown sort of taste. Tastes like something you'd buy at the store, like a ginger snap or something like that you'd buy at the store. I'm like, okay, cool. So she dropped it off on my porch and she was gone in a flash. She dropped me off this bag of pot cookies. I put them promptly in my freezer up high and stuff like that. Just in case, this is before, you know, munchkins were running around. And still, in case a munchkin came over to my house, I didn't want them to like reach on the counter for a cookie and take that. So I uh, didn't get the instructions that were on the bottom of the bag until fucking cookie monster fucking ate the entire cookie. She'd wrap them in like cellophane things. So they were, they were like individually wrapped. And on the bottom of the bag that she delivered it in, it said split these cookies into fourths. Take a quarter and, you know, hold on to your hat. I ate an entire cookie. Dude, no, it was not a good experience. I couldn't even talk. I was so messed up that like the walls were breathing. I couldn't look at the floor because the floor was breathing. Everything was kind of pulsating. Things were not in a good situation, which was funny, right? Because like I had medical marijuana. I thought I was big shit. Turns out, I was not big shit. You don't eat the whole cookie. You don't eat the whole cookie because you green out. I went on the fucking green out roller coaster and it was absolutely fucking horrible. I was fucked up for like eight hours and it like it, nothing would make it go away. I tried all the old remedies like drinking orange juice and having vitamin C tablets, but nothing made it go away. So it's sufficiently, like I say, it scared the shit out of me. It scared the shit out of me. Now that we're uh, through that horrifying experience, I got to share a joke with you. I heard a joke this week. I actually heard it from my kids. This is so fucking funny. To me, at least. 
Maybe it's a, a dad joke. Those, you know, dad jokes. But there is one gentleman that I follow on, on the company and on 21st Century Rockerman, uh, Rocker Mom, uh, my podcast, uh, Instagram. And he has some of the funniest dad jokes I've ever seen. I'll, I think I'll put some of his dad jokes in, in stories because they make me laugh so hard. And his name is Chris the President. And if you follow him, his dad jokes are hysterical. So here is a dad joke from my kids. My son said that he told his teacher this joke and his teacher cracked up. And the joke is this. Why are chickens so funny? Because! Oh my God. And then he said that his teacher cracked up and he totally put two and two together like with the eggs and cracks and chickens and I was howling, like I was rolling on the floor laughing. Like, I don't know how kids can be so funny, but they are. So there's the dad joke of the week from my kids. They're so funny. So, oh God, other things, other things, other things, like dad jokes can be misconstrued. Some people think that they're silly. Some people think that they're funny. Some people don't think that they're funny. Just like the number 13. Some people think it's lucky. Some people think it's not lucky. Some people think it's the worst thing in the world. Some people think it's the most like revered thing in the world and it's really important to their culture or their religion or their background. There are all kinds of things going on with the number 13. And I told you, we talk about the number 13. Do you think that maybe on Friday the 13th, I thought about sacrificing and drinking the blood of 13 virgins, but I couldn't find 13. I could find a couple, but I couldn't find 13. What's with 13 anyway? Now, 13 is the sixth prime number. You know, it, it just, it is. Catholics identify with 13 because of the Virgin Fatima, who supposedly appeared on, like, I think it was like a wall or something in 1917. But she would appear on the 13th day of every month. But she, she, she appeared for six consecutive months. So at one time, Catholics revered 13 as being extremely lucky because of the Virgin of Fatima. And also, there are 13 Tuesdays of St. Anthony and obviously like the Feast of St. Anthony. So if you're Catholic, most Catholics believe that 13 is actually not bad. Some do think it's bad because some Christians in Christian belief, not just Catholic faith, Christian faith, you know, the Last Supper, there were 13 people at the table, and, and, you know, and Judas Iscariot was one of those people. He turned his back on Jesus, and he was, you know, the traitor, right? And so some people consider 13 unlucky because of that. But there are many reasons why there are good reasons for both sides. As I finish the crap out of my coffee here, Lavasa I've got today. Mm, it's awesome. It's awesome. Judaism. In Judaism, when you're 13, it's your coming of age. So you have your bar mitzvah or you have your bat mitzvah because when you do, you're becoming an adult, whether you're like whoever you are. You're having your, 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 your puberty almost. It's like your, your puberty party. They, have it, they throw you a big party. It's, I've been to a few bar mitzvahs, or I've been to a few bat mitzvahs, and they've been a wild, they are a wild body. There's just people on chairs fucking going crazy and just being amazing. It's, it's fun. It's fucking fun. Now, 
13 is lucky in France because prior to World War I, it was used as a good luck symbol. It was used on letters when people were sending them back and forth to each other in the war. It was a symbol of good luck. And it was also on charms and things like that. People would wear the number 13 to show that they were charmed and things were okay. 13 is a baker's dozen. You know, everybody loves a baker's dozen when you think you're going to get 12 donuts and you get an extra one. That's lucky. Oh, oh, oh. Geez, lucky an extra donut. If I got a baker's dozen, I'd be happy as a camper. That'd be just great. It's great to have a 13. It's great. I don't, I don't mind it at all. In my culture, 13 is not unlucky. So why do people think it's bad? Well, like I say, the Last Supper was not too bad. And then again, Knights of the Templar. On Friday, October the 13th, again, it was a Friday the 13th, in 1307, they were massacred by uh, the King of France. They were absolutely massacred. So Knights of Templar and people that really follow that consider that bad luck because that was a bad day. For those folks, some people think it's a repressed lunar cult. And they think it has to do with women's menstrual cycles. Google that one. You'll have fun with that. Have you ever been to a hotel that has like a 13th floor or anything like that? I have. I have. I've actually been to a hotel that has a 13th floor. But you'll notice the most apartment buildings and most places that go up and what most come down, do not hotels and stuff like that, do not have a 13th floor. And if you've been to somewhere that has a 13th floor, you're really lucky. I've been to one this, this one place and there's actually an elevator to get up to this place and there's an elevator to get to the, an extra suite away from kind of everything in this place. And they have a beautiful view of where you're staying. The place is absolutely like idyllic. You get like two rooms and it's, it's beautiful. Hoping to go there soon. We'll see in the spring once everything kind of melts down a little bit. <clears throat> Like I say, when was the last time you saw that button, a 13, on an elevator? Think about it. When was it? Speaking of things that are going down or, or, or up, I guess, things that are going down is I, I send videos to people a lot, just like I send voice notes because sometimes I can't type because of my arthritis. And it is what it is. And I'm obnoxious. I'm loud, but I send videos and I always send videos when I'm excited for people. So I send videos and people are like, oh, you got you send. I, so basically I do cameos for free. We, we, we discovered that in the last couple of weeks that I do cameos for free. So should I get a cameo? Would that be funny? Would you, would you, would you want a cameo? Do you think it's a fun way to connect? I don't know. I don't know if I get a cameo. I think there's, it's for me. I think it might be a little bit silly, but I think I could have fun with it. Who knows if I'll get a cameo? Whatever. Because like I say, I often send videos and they're like encouragement things. And I don't charge any money for them because they're just something I do. But I don't have a cameo yet. Should I get one? We'll see. Now, Friday the 13th. Let's get back on the topic of Friday the 13th. Some people headed to Port Dover, Ontario, where there's usually a huge rally for for a motorcyclist and people that ride bikes and bikers and stuff like that and people get all up in a huff because they're worried about bikers and organized crime and the bikers kind of get a bad rap you know and it sucks because 
most of the people there are just people that like bikes and stuff like that. It's really, you know, of the very few and far between that I see where it's bad. But so, so some people like have a gathering of people. They don't make trouble. There's, you know, kind of, you know, no negativity. They just, they're there to look at bikes and talk to each other. And it's kind of like a, like a brotherhood, sisterhood sort of thing. And it's a group of people that just hang out together. So that is another thing that went down here. That's what happens in Ontario, at least for Friday the 13th. So many different things happen. Now I'll tell you, speaking of taking trips to places on the next episode, we're taking a trip because it's my 40th birthday. So why wouldn't we take a trip? somewhere weird. I'm going to take you on a magic school bus type trip down an orifice. Now I've only had, I've already had a colonoscopy for my age. I'm not taking you down that orifice, but I'm taking you into an orifice, into a part of my body because I'm 40 years old. And you know, when you're 40, I start having those weird, I will be 40 years old. You know, you have those weird tests. You start having having to have those tests that are you know, uncomfortable. Like I say, I've done the colonoscopy. These are the tests we get as we age. So this will be another orifice. Getting older is weird. It's, it's weird for me because I have had a lot of friends pass that have been young. So it's been really strange to me. Getting older is weird because like for me, at least, the goal is getting older, especially with seeing so many people my age just drop like flies. And it's tragic to see so many people pass away young. So yeah, getting older is the fucking goal. It's the goal of, of life is getting older and aging and taking it gracefully. If you can, if you can. And speaking of getting older and going too young. Lisa Marie Presley died on Thursday. She passed away. I had said to someone, I had mentioned to someone, I was chatting with someone. I said to them, I think Lisa Marie Presley's going to pass away. And they said, you know, what makes you think that? And a few hours later, she had passed on. And it was really sad for me because like, really like talk about a family that has had its share of bad luck. Like, holy shit. Like, I really think, I really think, and I really truly believe that she died of a broken heart. She's with her son now, and I think that may be able to let her soul rest in peace. I know she has other children that she left behind. But she said herself, not too long ago in an interview, that was hard for her to go on day to day knowing that her son was gone and she's being laid to rest with him, obviously at Graceland. And uh, it's tragic. She she died of like heart failure and stuff like that. I think her heart just stopped beating. I think she died of a broken heart. I truly believe in that. I truly believe in dying of a broken heart, loving someone so much and losing someone and it hitting you so hard that it just, it kills you. It just absolutely eats you up inside and you die. Like a friend was saying to me, like Anna Nicole Smith, like she lost her son and she just, she couldn't take it anymore. She had a brand new baby girl and everything like that. She should have been, 
celebrating that and trying to live through that and but she couldn't take it and her heart broke and that's how things happen it's too young because they say that like elvis himself like he had a lot of tragedy he was a twin and his twin passed away they never got over that his twin passed away in utero he, he, he experienced the loss of his mother at a young age because of alcoholism and then again heart failure and then he never really got over that he was quite young because she was like in her 50s and then after his own struggles alcohol and drugs and eating and partying and you know all the things all the struggles he died himself you know he dies at age 42 of a heart attack like just heart failure you know what i mean because of all because of the life man because of the life sometimes you live by the sword and then you die by the sword too and he's had his share of really bad luck and then 2020 comes along and then Elvis's grandson, who was Lisa Marie Presley's son, Benjamin, who like, it was strange how much he actually looked like his grandfather and Lisa Marie Presley, because she really looked like her dad. He died of, of suicide. He had major battles with addiction and mental health problems and he passed away of suicide. And I don't think she ever got over that. And I don't know, and I can say this as a parent, I don't know how the fuck you, you, you can. I don't know how you can. And then two days, like after she just, she just had attended the Golden Globes because I saw her post something with, with uh, Priscilla Presley about Austin Butler's performance in the Elvis movie, in the Baz Luhrmann movie, and how awesome it was. She was congratulating Austin Butler, but then she collapsed in her home in California. And it was later confirmed by Priscilla Presley, who had confirmed that she had been rushed to the hospital for cardiac arrest that she had passed away and it wasn't too long after she had gone to the hospital that she did pass away so that one definitely really really definitely fucking hurt i will say that it's devastating when somebody is so young and there's such a bright light and there's such a bright spot on life and people and then they pass away. It's always hard to see those people go. And that's why it's so sad. And it's such a special family with so many demons like the Presleys, like I say. I hope she's with her dad now and she's with her mother-in-law and I hope she's with her son and I hope she's at peace. I hope she's found the peace that she sought and that she was seeking. I hope that, you know, we all find that peace. We all deserve that peace. You all deserve your peace. We all deserve that. I was talking to a friend about that the other night. You know, don't let anything interfere with your mental health and your peace. If it's going to disturb your mental health more than it's going to, you know, fuck with something else, don't even worry about it. Don't even, just let it slide off your back. Use your brain. You know what I mean? Don't get, you know, thrown around and governed by your own emotions. Let it go a little bit. Let go and see what happens. Good things. We locked Jeff Beck as well earlier this week. And like I say, so most of you know Jeff Beck is kind of like a solo guitar player. And people know him, you know, from the, the late 70s and the 80s. But I grew up with Jeff Beck as, you know, for your love, do, 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 for your love, with, you know, with the Yardbirds, because obviously I grew up with the British Invasion and things that my dad would play because my dad loved the British Invasion and he turned me on to the British Invasion. Also, 
He turned me on to guitar-driven artists. And the Yardbirds were, and they are. And so is Jeff Beck. And so I have lots of solo albums, and I also have Yardbirds albums. So I've been listening to that. And I listened to a lot of, you know, thinking about guitar-driven albums. I listened to, I thought about, I listened to a lot of instrumental albums. I listened to a lot of instrumentalists, people that just play their instrument and they're the master or the mistress of their craft and especially like guitarists and stuff like that i'll just listen to something that has no words it's just guitar like joe satriani for instance or something of that nature i'll just listen to it because i want to hear the instrument you know just to hear the instrument it's nice it's nice to just hear those little bites and things like that it's 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 good like I, I like i say now i will tell you i'm gonna let you know it's time for another segment of beards and bitchin and it's brought to you by like my 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 my, my partner company my other company rockaholic grooming company and we're going to be talking about things that are bitching this week and what are bitching is What's bitching? Reviewers. I said I was going to review the review of the reviewers. It sounds scarier than it is, and it sounds like something that shouldn't be, but it's not scary, it's not mean, it's not bad, so it's nothing scary. But what's bitching is reviewers are bitching. Why do we need reviewers? Why do we need reviewers? Why should we care about what someone's saying when they review something? An objective review is important. I was watching a video the other day from a reviewer, and they were saying that when they're putting a product in their beard and they're testing a new beard or they're a new product or a mustache wax, whatever it may be, any grooming oil, when they're putting it in their beard in any capacity, they want to make sure that they try that product for at least a certain amount of days. There aren't any other products in their beard and that they make sure they give it a solid go, you know, five days at it and make sure to see how their beard likes it. Some beards like it, some beards don't, you know what I mean? Depends on the product, depends on the person. Depends on what their skin likes, what their beard likes. Some people's beards like a whole ton of castor oil. Some people's beards are like, no, thank you. It depends on you. It depends on what you're also doing with your beard. Are you in the in the elements a lot? Do you have, do you have the wind blowing on your face, on your on your beard, on your mustache? What's going on with you? I don't know. But like I say, that's how you can do a bitch in review. That's one definite way. That video was right on. I think I'm going to put a link up to that video because that video was right on about how you can do a really good review. Do it objectively because that's how you do it. Use that product only for however many days, you know, it is. And uh, you can't do a review on a product and know anything about it if you use other products with it. How are you going to do an honest review of it? Try it. See what you think. I think it's good advice. I think that's great. Also, when and since I opened, this has been like a thing. This has been a total thing. I send my stuff to certain reviewers that I've, you know, I've had, you know, combos with. They've reached out to me. They have bought things and said, oh, hey, things like, hey, um, I'm buying X amount of things. Um, and I'm going to do a review. I'm like, oh, hey, let me give you a code. Get some other things too. I'll give you something free or I'll throw, if I don't give them a code, I'll throw something free in the bag. Let me know you're going to do a review, you know, whatever. But then I get people that reach out are just like, hey, you want to uh, send me some products and I'll do you a review? I'm like, I don't even know you. It's strange. To me, the concept of 
that is and you know people will come under to to me with the guise of coming to come to me and i'll grow your channel and i'm just like i will refer or refer you to my channel you know i you know go to my tiktok i have you know 35,000 followers go to my you know 21st century rock around page you know 5k on there the grooming company is growing things are you know i i'm not I'm almost at a K on my YouTube or whatever. I'm not doing it to monetize. I do it because I have fun. I'm not doing it for growth. It's not you grow my company, I'll grow yours. That's great. But when you reach out to somebody, make sure you reach out. And this is how you as a reviewer, and I'm going to tell you how you can do this as a reviewer and make it worth your while because a lot of reviewers are already doing this. And maybe you don't know how to do this as a reviewer. And maybe you need to know from some of these people that are a little bit more seasoned they will reach out to me and say something like, like I say now, I am buying some of your products. I want to either wait till you have this so I can do a full review or I want to buy a combo. My, you know, I say, you know, I like to throw in something for free. I like to do a review. Cool, cool, whatever. And, but then they, they message me with things like analytics, how well their channel is doing. They have things like production value. I, I like when people review products but i also have a standard and it's not being bitchy having standards is not being a dick i don't want something that looks like shit representing my product so if you don't have and you can't provide any analytics you can't tell me what your youtube numbers are you just have to click on a little button can't tell me what your youtube numbers are you can't tell me what your instagram numbers are you can't tell me what your tiktok numbers are you can't tell me what those views are and i have to go look for it myself you know, I'm probably not going to be as apt to send it out to you. But if you reach out to me and you're like just really real and you say, hey, I want to buy some of your stuff. I want to do a review. I'm going to wait till you get mustache wax out or I'm going to wait till you get butter out. I'm gonna, What would you recommend? What do you think? Um, you know, wait till I get more products out and then do a full review, whatever. And I'll send you. I, I always put something extra in the bag. I will say that too. Same with flash sales. We just had a flash sale for Friday the 13th. Everybody who bought Friday the 13th, anything on Friday the 13th, got an extra free one ounce bottle of oil. They also serve 20%. So thank you, obviously, for uh, that's what I do for the, you know, clients. I want to tuck something a little fun in your bag because I want to have fun with this company because it's fun for me. So it's going to be fun for you. So happy Friday the 13th. So if you want to do a bitch and review, do a bitch and review. When you want to ask for products, don't just came out and say, Hey, do you all want a review and uh, do you want to send me some free products? When it's someone that you don't know and it's Joe Schmo off the street and it's it's daunting as a, as a company owner. I'm just like, and why should I send you free products? I don't know you. You know, your account will be private. You'll have zero followers. And then I go to your YouTube and you have like zero followers. You don't have any videos. I'm like, what are you going to review? Where are you going to review it? You know what I mean? I see people that are doing active reviews and I send them some shit. And then I see people that, you know, are doing so many reviews that it gets lost in the shuffle. I think there's also a balance to how many reviews you can do. And if you're posting reviews so often, you're getting companies mixed together. I think that's also really hard. Space it out. Space out your content. Don't flood people with content. Don't over flood people with content. It's a lot. It's a lot to handle. It's a lot to see. So I will tell you, that's how you can do a bitchin' review. That's how you can get yourself some bitchin' products from some bitchin' companies. And that's how you can establish a good relationship with them. Don't say, hey, send me some stuff for free. Hey, like, 
let's actually like have a conversation. Call me on the, on the, on the Instagram phone. I've had company owners and other company owners. We call each other back and forth on the Instagram phone and we talk to each other on Instagram chat and it's just, it's easy. It's nice. It's no drama. You know what I mean? It's those kinds of things. If you want to do that kind of thing, reach out in that way. But show me what you got, what you really, really got. I want to see. I want to see what you got. Speaking of numbers, speaking of numbers, I think a product you will all appreciate is a facial hydrometer or a hydrometer, however you want to call it, however you want to pronounce it. It measures in percentages the amount of moisture in your skin and it also measures uh, the amount of oil in your skin. So you can do it uh, before or after you put on beard oil. It's good for beard growth. For me, I use it with hyaluronic acid because I'm a, like, I like to keep my skin nice and plump and fresh and I don't want any lines in it. So I use hyaluronic acid. So I, you know, I test it before I use the hyaluronic acid and it was like something, the moisture level of my skin was like 17%. The oil was like low because I had just washed my face or whatever. I left it 20 minutes with the hyaluronic acid on there. Left it for 20 minutes. The moisture in my face went up to 54% with the hydrometer. It was amazing. And you just kind of put it to your face, it looks like a little thermometer and it tells you. So if you want to know what's going on in your beard and you want to know how much like hydration is actually in there and how much it's soaking it in or how much it's just sitting there, or it's in the skin. It's a cheap little thing you can buy off of Amazon. I'll post one. I don't get any money for link affiliates. I'll post one that works for, for like myself and one that works for like Rob because for his, his, his beard. I will, I'll post one you can find or like, like the links to them in Amazon. So you can find one that works for you and I'll, I'll point out ones that work and I'll put like a page of like, you know, maybe six of them, pick your favorite, you know, one and get one. And they're fairly inexpensive. You can get them for under 30 bucks. Find out what's going on in there. Find out, find out how much moisture it is before and after. So like I say, I did it with hyaluronic acid, but you can do it with oil. So like I say, wait for that 20 minutes and see what happens. See how much moisturizing you are and see how much moisturizing you're having see how much moisturizing you're actually doing are you doing yourself uh like a a, a favor with these products or are you doing yourself a detriment are you stripping the moisture away do it after you've you know had a shower and use a certain soap or a certain wash see if it's taking the moisture away see what's going on see if it's actually moisturizing you see what's happening towel dry don't put the heat on it just towel dry and see see i got some bitching products to show you I got butter, I got wax, I got like a pomade sort of thing. I got, now, like I, I'm telling you, I'm still giving away the, the entire launch collection at, at 500 followers. So when we have 500, I got that launch collection held back with the sense that you can't get anymore. You can't get Beer Garden anymore. You can't get uh, Golden God anymore and you cannot get Snowcore anymore. I'm not bringing it back to uh, snow, uh, beer or what do you call it? Golden God's really expensive to make, so it's going to be kind of a seasonal scent. I can bring it back. Maybe it depends. Snowcore, I don't know if it snows. Like I say, it's a seasonal scent. It's not snowing here. So maybe it's not snowing there. I kind of took it away. It's a Viking scent. People really like it, though. It's complex. And uh, Beer Garden's crazy. It's it's a beer scent. It's sold the hell out, and it is on the one scent that I use in it, the predominant scent, it, uh, is sold out right now, and it's on back order. So if I can get it, I'll bring it back. If not, it's a seasonal scent. I'll try something else with a different beer scent and we'll see what we can do with it right now. But uh, those scents, like I say, I held a few back for the launch collection. We're giving away a 500 followers. Now 
The 40 giveaway, this one is huge. And I debated giving it away for my 40th birthday. But I was like, ah, I gotta do something big for my 40th birthday. What should I do? What should I give away for my 40th birthday and achieve your present? And it costs a lot of money. And I costed it out. And I'm like, it's valued at $500. And then I'm like, oh shit, it's valued at way more than $500. What could it be? I'm going to show you these products first. It is kind of almost like a products for life sort of thing. Everyone likes to be the first, right? You know, everybody likes to be the first on a comment section. Everybody likes to be the first to watch a YouTube video. Everybody likes to be the first in a in a TikTok video where they, they like it or say first. Everybody likes to be first in line. Everybody likes to be front row at a concert. So imagine you get like ultra mega VIP front row status from Rockaholic Grooming Company. Imagine you get that. And here's what the winner gets. You get a collaboration with myself and yourself. And we collab on a scent and figure it out, put the labels out and we release it. So that's number one, you get a collab. So you're gonna get a collaboration. So it's any scent, we're gonna go for it and do it together. You get an exclusive sneak peek for like kind of first tries. Imagine, 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 imagine if you will. You know, OnlyFans? Imagine only beards, okay? And this is what you're going to get with the Rockaholic Grooming Company. Not just for beards, because people are using it in their hair. Girls are telling me that they're blow-drying it through their hair and they never had softer hair. And same with me. Same with the conditioner that I'll show you that you can't get. But maybe you will, because you're going to get exclusive sneak peeks and first tries on all releases. And now, when I say all releases, this is kind of crazy, because you'll be trying things before they're out to other people. So the scent, like I'm making like Ultimate Sin, for instance, you would have it by now in your hand if you won this prize because you'd have it like months before anyone else is going to get it. So you get first access to swag and I will put uh, like I'll put a box for you together on your birthday and put, you know, things in it every year, you know, a little something like that. But then also you get kind of access to things that are showstoppers. So I make a lot of products that I do not list on the website, but are used and are sold. And it's mostly a local thing. So it's, you'll get first access and this person who wins, whoever wins gets first access to the products that I only sell in like kind of markets and stuff like that. So I make colognes. I make colognes in big fat glass bottles and they're very expensive to ship. And so I make colognes, they smell amazing. This one's actually Captain's Blend and it smells fantastic, but I only sell them at markets. But if you are the kind of person who wins this kind of thing, then you'll be able to get those kinds of things in the mail. You'll get exclusive things that they're showstoppers that I would only show a show. Things like, and this is one that I use a lot, like leave-in. And look at that, it's nice and thick. Leave-in conditioners for your beard or your hair. You can sh shower it in your hair. This one's called Tropical Pop. It's got some fizzy pops and some lime and some orange creamsicle in there. And it's really nice and kind of tropical. That's something, again, I only really show, like, I, I do it a show because I'd sell it a show. I got pomade for your hair. If you want to put pomade in your hair and you want to keep your hair nice and slick, I've been making pomade for my son because he loves pomade. Pomade again, I don't know if I'd sell it on the website because, you know, I got the new scent going on for Ultimate Sin, like I say. And if you won this, you already have it by now. And it's it's beautiful. It's a great scent. 
I love it. I, I can't stop using it. I've got the butter. And let me show you the butter, because I want to show you the melt. Whoa, that's on tight. So you'll be able to get this butter very soon. It's been, like, obviously used a little bit by my lovely husband. And uh, this is the one butter that I made for the Ultimate Sin collection. And I just put it on my hand, and it melts nice and fairly well. And you rub it in. There's no graininess. There's no grittiness. It smells like... It's amazing. It's very, very masculine, but it's very, very like amazing. Now I'm going to smell like it, you know, all the time, but it smells amazing. It smells lovely. So anything, like I say, it's a very dark, dark scent. It's very cologne -y. It's really smelly and really pretty, but I've been doing other things like, for instance, mustache wax. And why would you not want mustache wax? This one's called cookie duster. I did like an oatmeal cookie and a chocolate chip. I did like a bunch of them, I I, I was, uh, I sold a bunch of them, and uh, they've been going away. So mustache waxes, those are coming out. Butters are actually coming out. Mustache waxes, they're coming at you. This one is one that I would only like sell at a market or sell, you know, here, because I can't ship it across the border, because it's actually like it's a growth serum, but it's more of one with different herbs and things in it. And uh, I've been giving it to uh, Rob to use uh, specifically and it gets rid of graying and it's used, um, basically there's a ton of um, things in it that will make your beard grow. It's not a magic formula or anything like that, but it's things that are vitamins that'll make it grow. So if you can be on this side of the border, I can get that to you. If you're Canadian, you win it, I can get it to you, but you get sort of showstoppers like that. So it's kind of like you can get the roll-ons, you're getting kind of everything and anything that's exclusive to to us that if we sell out with first you'll always have you know grab at it you know what i mean so the prize for my 40th birthday is really big so it's basically better than jelly of the month club it's kind of like you get self-care for life you get to just figure it out so i have to figure out how to put it on the website and get your email address and your address and make sure that you're taken care of every single like time you need oil and you put your your order in and it's you know it's taken care of there's you know a cap you know what i mean you can't spend $500 a month on, on beard oil because who the hell needs that? Sensible amounts of products will be sent to you. But like I say, all the early releases, that may not be a sensible amount of products. <laughs> They'll just be sent to you and you get to check them out before kind of anyone else. And you can say, you know, this is the early release from Rockaholic and here you go, I've got it and it's whatever. It's whatever. So I hope you win. And uh, there's been a lot of entries. I think there's over like 380 entries now on the site. Keep going until my birthday, maybe something with the custom when we do it together and you win, maybe it'll be something that you dreamed of, a custom that you've always wanted. I've got like hundreds and hundreds of cents for you. So I've done crazy customs. Maybe it's something that you are afraid to try. Maybe it's a really weird custom that no one wants to do with you and it's really specialized. I have a special formula for patchiness, like I say, to encourage growth. That's not available to the public yet, but this person will get that. So I will get it to you. All these products, like I say, have been tested. They've been evaluated. They've been reviewed as well as like rocking the like the SDS sheets, which is important, which are the former like um, MSDS sheets, like material safety data sheets and making sure you have like your hazard sheets, knowing how many drops of what are in what, knowing what oils you use, knowing what carrier oils you use, knowing what temperatures you use, 
knowing what you know kinds of personal protective equipment you're using just having those sheets in your possession to make sure if you know you ever had an allergic reaction or you had a problem you know you know people are supposed to test it on their skin first and but just in case have that stuff written down at least somewhere so you know what the hell is going on with with your 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 business just ensure your safety like your safety the client and then ensure the company's safety so make sure everybody's protected we want products to exceed people's expectations like at like at rockaholic we want them to exceed your expectations and make sure again that you're safe and happy in the process and make sure that you're kind of you know getting what you pay for because you're going to like have hard earned money and you're going to work hard for it you might as well be getting what you pay for and first of all you took me up on the friday the 13th flash sale which was really cool so i want to thank you and by thanking you all of you are getting uh 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 excellent uh extra extra one ounce rockaholic grooming oil in the mail with everybody who took advantage of the friday the 13th jason lives sale on friday the 13th you save 20 percent, and you got yourself a little gift in the bag there will also be some retail shops in town that are popping up they'll be carrying it like look out for kind of barber shops and breweries kind of thing and they'll have some stuff and again come visit me at a local market i'll be popping up before you know it some local markets because it's market season because I know it's January, but everything here is melting. So it's it's market season. And like I say, I'm releasing that ultimate sin. You saw me smell it. You you see the look on my face. It looks really good. And uh, I'm still trying to iron out the, the details of a kind of a beard fest, sort of music fest. Like I said, like Wayne Stock, like almost like beers and beards sort of thing. It's uh, it's It's a thing. So we're going to do that. Like I say. Anyway, so that's kind of all on beards and bitchin'. Like, what can I say? How to make a bitchin' review. There's some bitchin' new products coming at you. And uh, a bitchin' prize, like I say, for my 40th birthday. So with all, like, the 300 and 400 entries, I'm going to put them on a giant ass wheel, and then I'll make a video and spin the wheel, and the winner will be announced, and the win, and I'll tag them. They don't have, like, a time to collect their prize or anything like that. Like, if you win, you win, as long as you're following the company, and you shared it, and I made, you know, note of everyone. I wrote it all down and put it in the computer, like, who shared it, and, like, who followed it, who's actually following the company, who, the people who tagged it, how many times they entered. Because if you entered it 80 times, your name's up on the wheel 80 times. That's how it is. You got all those entries. So good luck to all of you. Like I say, good luck. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them all, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. We all need a Mrs. Garrett, don't we? We all need a cheering section, like someone who's just like cheering us on and telling us like we can do whatever we want. Did you watch The Facts of Life as a kid? It's kind of like the tamer version of Yellow Jackets. I'm just kidding. No, but we all need a Mrs. Garrett. If you watch The Facts of Life, you know what the hell I'm talking about. We need someone who's a cheerleader in our corner. And I find that I've been having a lot of that lately. And it's nice to have a cheerleader in your corner and people in your corner, people that encourage you and are nice to you. It's good. And it's nice that you're nice back. So, you know what? What you kind of like give is what you get. I will tell you that. It's not a resolution. It's just common sense. So, like, I like to be people's Mrs. Garrett and cheer them the fuck on because that's the facts of life. I'm re-watching Yellow Jackets because that is going to re-premiere in March. I'll obviously be doing a Yellow Jackets episode because it's getting culty up in here. 
You know how much I love to talk about cults? Like, I mean, look what I'm wearing. This is a bit culty right now. It looks like something I would have worn in the cult. My love of country music. Holy moly, holy Jesus, holy Christ. I love country music. I love me some good old country music. And I listen to a lot of it. Like, what can I say? And what lit it on fire was me watching the finishing, the George and Tammy Wynette HBO smash George and Tammy. And honestly, it broke my absolute heart. It totally shattered me in half. And it was so good, though. It was absolutely so good. Oh, she stood by her man for so long. But like I say, heartbreaking, heartbreaking, heartbreaking. So good, though. And uh, that lit my fire for the tears in my beer that is me listening to country music and stuff like that and rap, which is hilarious. Country music and hip-hop. I don't know how they go together, but they do. But, you know, so listening to Tears in My Beard, George Jones and Tammy Wynette stuff. And, uh, like I said, I've been listening to country superstars lately. And then I caught a rather strange documentary that really caught my attention on Netflix. And it's on Netflix right now. And what is it called? It's called, it's called The Hatchet-Wielding Hitchhiker, I believe. The Hatchet-Wielding Hitchhiker. It's the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen. It follows this guy... He's like a hippie dude with like a bandana on, like you know, you know, wild hair, and he's uh, he's transient. He's 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 between homes at at this moment, and his name's Kai Lawrence, and he's a hero apparently, a seemingly like bright kind of transient hippie guy, who saved a life of this lady in this car. He made this man crash the car, and then apparently he like clubbed him over the head with a hatchet, and smashed him with it, and became a hero because he saved this lady's life. Or did he? That's where. This fucking documentary takes a fucking crazy-ass turn. This one's fucking crazy. And this guy was Canadian, too. He is Canadian. He's actually Canadian. And this shit makes Friday the 13th look tame. I cannot believe the turn of events that this took. I really can't. He actually achieved some real internet stardom, like in success, before it all came crashing down on his head. Now this kid, like I say, he's in prison. So watch this doc. It's wild, wild country. It's wild. It is absolutely nuts. So, The Hatchet-Wielding Hitchhiker. Look for it on Netflix. Oh, my God. If you need to know where you can find me, you know exactly where you can find me. I'll be here next week to celebrate This Is 40 with you and me. We'll be here talking about that. I got guests coming on, actual guests, because I got off my lazy ass and decided to set up the guest studio so I can actually have guests. So there we go. Guests are coming back for realsies. You know where to find me. You can find me on Instagram at 21st Century Rocker Mom. You can find me there on TikTok. I'm back on TikTok. I'm not doing the same thing. I'm doing different things on TikTok. You can find me at 21st Century Rocker Mom. Same thing. Hey, if you want to find me on YouTube, you can find me at Tanya Candler Channel. And just hit the subscribe button if you're there, and then you'll always find me on YouTube, and you won't have to look very far. If you want to find me anywhere you're streaming, anywhere you stream your fine podcasts, you can find me. Just stream 21st Century Rockamon Podcast. You can go up to the link tree in my bio on my Instagram, and you can find me anywhere I am. You can find the Rockaholic Grooming Company anywhere on the internet. If you want to order yourself some grooming oil, you can find it in my link tree also. Anyways, you can find me here with you next week. I'll be hanging out with you, and we'll talk about all things 40. We're going down a hilarious rabbit hole. You're not going to miss this one. And right after that is the big 40-year giveaway. So it's kind of like, you know, grooming product of the month club just for you. All right, stick around, and I will see you all next week.
be good to each other, be good to yourself, and take care of yourself. I will see you on the flip side.